0: Okay. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm sure I'll be doing others kind of around this topic because I I love diving into intuition. And I'm going to be pulling in some concepts from one of my mentors that I learned intuition from. And she actually wrote an excellent book that I highly recommend if you're kind of ready to take a deep dive into connecting with your inner knowing. And so this book is called Intuitive Development. How to Trust Your Inner Knowing for Guidance with Relationships, Health, and Spirituality. And it is by Emmy Vadness. She is a fellow occupational therapist here in Minnesota, now holistic OT. She has a whole community um, for holistic OTs. I will drop the link to this book because you might want to dive in yourself. Um, But otherwise, let's dive into intuition. Intuition. hello welcome to awaken with maria service stress less find yourself and smile more this podcast is for high achieving multi-talented women or busy moms who are tired of trying to do it all at the expense of relationships poor sleep and less joy or maybe you're just simply looking for more stress management and resilience tools to navigate life challenges with greater ease. In any case, you're in the right spot. I'm your host, Maria Service, resilience coach, anxiety management specialist, and more, here to help you stress less and smile more. Okay, so intuition what is it? Well, first I did pull some of my followers on Instagram just to kind of get a sense of kind of where's everybody at? What are others thinking? So I got a lot of um, gut, like following your gut, listening to your gut. I got instincts. Someone wrote knowing like you just know without thinking or gut feeling. And I kind of asked a follow-up question, and I asked, how how do you know it's intuition? So again, polling my audience, just how do you know it's intuition and not something else? And so either people wrote, like, they just know. It's just like this feeling of I just know, or it feels right, or someone else put, you know, if, if it's in my intuition, I, I don't question it. I just, I don't. Or some barriers that people added of why they struggle with accessing intuition, or they're just not sure. Um, is that sometimes they like we we have a lot of self doubt, right? So someone was like, "I doubt myself a lot," um, even though then I'll like you know then I realize, "Oh, it was it was my intuition. I should have listened to that." Or maybe you hear your intuition and then you get. Kind of like mixed signals because maybe your head comes in, your heart comes in, your gut, whatever that is. So I just kind of wanted to use that to see, you know, like I think we all have different perceptions and perspectives about intuition. So know that this episode is not intended to be, um, you know, I, I I won't even like call myself an intuition expert. I, well, so what I mean by that is, you know, I'm not an intuition guru to really educate you on it. Like this isn't really quite like a masterclass on intuition per se. Um, I want to bring this topic up though because I'm passionate about it. I've worked with other mentors who've really helped me connect with my intuition. So I want to share with you like my personal intuitive experience. You might glean some insight from that to be able to apply to yourself as well. Um, I have hopes to, you know, create some future content, more pieces around intuition, but I'm still listening to my intuition to see how I want to do that because again, I think I'm I'm not here to say like I'm an intuitive expert and I, you know, I don't know. I I use intuition work with clients. But what we'll, what I will say is like I'm I access sorry, this is getting really long-winded, guys. Um, I access my own intuitive abilities whether I'm doing a group workshop or I'm working one-on-one with a client, meaning I, I use my own intuition to know kind of how to guide, how to guide a workshop in real time. Like I, I can always create it from my brain, right? Like I always have an outline of what the workshop might be or what the one-on-one session might be. But ultimately, I then use my intuition to also then connect with that other person um, to really try to pick up on where are they at so we know where to go. And not only that, I think I have this ability that I can't quite explain how I do it, right? It's It feels more heart-led or intuitive, but when I'm working with a client one-on-one, I like to help them start to connect with their intuition. And I might do that by kind of knowing, well, part of knowing when to push, knowing when to pull, knowing when to you know tap on this thing or not, this issue, this concern. And what I found and what I do specifically with clients is honestly starting to help them ground and center in their own bodies so that they can start connecting to what messages are coming up and to be honest something that you might you may know or maybe don't realize let's say you're someone who you've you've started trying this you've started trying to connect with yourself but you actually realize that when you sit and you quiet you actually have maybe like a really loud inner critic or you have a really loud self-doubt voice. So to be honest, sometimes that's why, you know, I actually talk about this in my last episode. Um, I'm dropping both today because they're just kind of, they go together. Um, Why it's so important to learn how to ground and tether yourself and also kind of face some of the hard stuff. Because I, I have found in my journey, in order to truly access intuition, like you know, I'm going to say access your intuition more on demand, right? Like when you need it, you have, you know, some type of intuitive practice that you know how to ground center and, you know, connect with your intuition, which might be different than um, we all have intuitive abilities, but sometimes, you know, it just comes to you even if you're not, I don't know, trying to connect it. Sometimes it just comes to you. Okay. So what I mean by though, if you're really wanting to do it more on demand, you need to be able to kind of wade through (laughs) like if we're going to the depths of you and what's underneath the surface you have to be willing to wade through inner critic voice self-doubt self-limiting beliefs because that's not intuition that's not your you know wise mind that's not your wise voice that's that's what it is that's a part of you that's your anxiety talking that's your fear speaking and those are great things to know. So you you need to be able to like discern, ooh, what part is talking right now? Is that fear? Is that my, you know, my self-doubt critic that kind of holds me back so that I don't, you know, cuz it's afraid to grow. So, oftentimes when I might be working with a client one-on-one, to be honest, when we're doing kind of quiet work, we usually come upon maybe like I don't know, forceful thoughts that brain is trying to put in there like, oh, we got this. But I can tell there's a there's a disconnect. I I can sense a disconnect when someone is saying, oh, yeah, I got this. No, I feel really good about it. But it doesn't feel like that. (laughs) What it feels like is fear and self-doubt and worry. And that's okay. But I usually call light to that so that we can actually address that. We can address the limiting belief. And I might use, you know, just mindfulness to bring awareness to present moment. I might use EFT tapping so that we can like shift and move through and release some of the stress response around some of these limiting beliefs. So, anyways, I might do all of these different pieces so that ultimately by the end of the session, my client can more connect to their intuition and we can actually like ask, you know, ask heart, what does it want? What is that? What is their next step? But that's because we've waded through the limiting beliefs. We've calmed their nervous system down. Um, so while I love intuition work, I will say what I typically teach. And the tip that I want to give you all is that if you really want to connect with intuition, you first have to be willing to ground, center, you know, work on mindfulness skills, work on self-awareness, And also um, work on looking at maybe some of the, what feels like, you know, skeletons in your closet, the limiting beliefs. And if on that journey, it's starting to feel scary, I highly recommend that you um, maybe try to seek out working with a therapist and specifically maybe trying to find a therapist. If you know there's just stuff in your background um, that feel really more unpleasant that you want someone, that you want to talk to someone and And maybe you want to talk to a trauma therapist, someone that does EMDR or somatic experiencing or a therapist who uses um, the internal family systems, IFS approach. So those are just some ideas and places you can start. Or maybe you want to find a somatic or intuitive coach who can help you um, just kind of connect more to your body in a safe way. So there's a lot of different places you can start, but... I really, again, just wanted to reiterate why it's so important to have that foundational skill. But now back to intuition. So thanks for listening to my slight tangent. All right, so I'm going to pull a definition from my friend Emmy's book. Um, again, I will link this below. But intuition. So one note is intuition is the ability to perceive or know things Without conscious reasoning. Now that's quoted from Webster's New World College Dictionary. Intuition. Consider it as a complex set of interrelated cognitive, affective, and somatic processes where there is no apparent intrusion of deliberate, rational thought. It may be a way to receive the most accurate information. The word intuition comes from Latin, meaning the act of contemplating, to look at or look within, and the ability to know or understand something immediately, without the need for conscious reasoning or proof. Research shows that intuition is an experience common to most humans, and it may be the most universal, natural ability we possess. Therefore, intuition could be regarded as an innate ability or unlearned gift that we can all learn to develop. Intuition provides you with guidance on how to best proceed, which decision to make, and direction to take. It helps you navigate your way for the best possible outcome for yourself and others. Your intuition is always there, ready to be tapped, even during times of stress great change, or confusion. So wouldn't we all want to learn how to develop this skill, how to connect intuition? So let's, let's get after it. Okay. So this is the part where I want to share what are some like tangible concrete ways that were part of my journey where I started to connect with intuition Because the other thing I should say is like I did not grow up – there were no conversations about intuition, right? Like I grew up and it was a lot about like, you know, I don't know, like learn something and then you know it. Um, Logic, like if A plus B is going to equal AB, then C plus D equals CD. I don't know. Like all I'm trying to say is like (laughs) – There was no intuition talk. I am very much a logic-based person. Um, Or (laughs) if anything, I think, because what's interesting, I think um, different people might connect to their intuition differently. So I will share like this is for me and it might not be for you. But the only other like signal I heard growing up was usually a discomfort in my gut. But to be honest, for me, the discomfort in my gut wasn't intuition. It was fear or anxiety, right? So like something embarrassing could have happened at school, let's say. I don't know. And like I get this feeling on my gut and the gut saying run, like run away, like get out of here, hide, like something embarrassing happened, whatever, get out. So then I'd listen to my gut, but that wasn't really my intuition. That was fear. That was anxiety. That was like get out, flee, okay? Okay. So I personally, I feel like when I'm connecting tuition, it's more I'm connecting to my heart, my center, not listening to my gut. When I listen to my gut, it's usually because my self is trying to protect me. And it's saying, get out of here, flee, freeze, run, whatever that is. So that's for me. To me, Gut is really not sending me instinct. Well, maybe, yeah. Instinct would be like what tells you to run away from the bear when the bear's coming, and that's kind of instinct. Um, but to me, that's not intuition. That's that's fear. That's survival, which is also necessary, right? But all I'm trying to say is like I. It's not like I'm the most wooey person. <laughs> you might think so if you're listening to my podcast and I talk about a lot of different things like Reiki or you know, working with the shaman or doing this, that, or the other thing, but I really have not always been this person. So intuition was like a really foreign concept to me, and it might be to you too. The other thing I will say about intuition um, is that if you're, let's say you're kind of like me, you're type A, you're more like data-driven, you're objective, you think logically, um, which is fine, but yeah, like coming into it- intuition is going to feel foreign and oftentimes your brain's going to want to come into intuition in a more logical way, if that makes sense. So like, I don't know, let's say like now I, you know, I know a lot about intuition. I know a lot about different things, but I know like if I walked into I don't know, like an event that I might walk into now. Um, like let's say it's a Reiki event or it's a sound bath or it's an intuition. I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I've been to some events where someone who's who I feel like they might be really woo. <laughs> you know, like it's just someone who like they clearly have like a strong, solid spiritual connection. They're obviously farther along on their own spiritual journey. And they start talking to people, to the group about, you know, connecting with your intuition and just close your eyes and feel it. And and the Maria of today, like I can sit through something like that and be like, okay, yep, I have my own way to get there. I'm going to do that. But like the Maria of eight years ago, and I if I had gone to like, I don't know, some type of woo intuitive community event or something. I might have been turned off by it. I might have been like, "Um, no, this is ridiculous. What are these people doing? Why are we all just sitting here? How are they connecting to their intuition? I can't do this, right? Like my my logic mind, my inner critic mind would have just been ramped up because I like just a couple of cues of, okay, now tap into your intuition. That wouldn't have been enough for me. (laughs) So if you're similar, I'm gonna share how I, came into intuition. And part of it was that I took this course from Emmy Badness. This was really um, early in my, I don't know, stress management resilience journey. And again, for me, I think I shared this in a previous podcast episode, I really wasn't in a space where I thought like, oh, I want to invest in myself and I'm hopping on this, you know, spiritual journey or anything. I originally started working with Emmy Vadness, holistic OT in Minnesota here because I, I think she'd offered it as, at one point I, I took it like it was an OT continuing education course and I needed continuing ed, you know, to maintain my OT license. And the course was, you know, I don't know. It was something like, you know, foundations of using holistic methods in OT practice or something. So it's like okay yeah cool that sounds great I would love to use something more like this with clients um, I'll take this you know continuing ed course so I did it in person with her we went through all this content and little did I know that yes while I was learning very important applicable tools that I could take back to use in practice I was really like going through a whole personal development journey and what I really appreciated um, with Emmy's approach. Um, in designing this course, which then aspects of this are part of her book, which I highly recommend you check out intuitive development, but she has a way of linking kind of like the science and why behind. And then also part of like the continuing editor workshop that her and I were doing together, then she would lead me through it. So it wasn't just like droning on. So it basically, I loved that it combined both, right? So, it wasn't just droning on in some seminar hall telling me about, you know, the science behind mindfulness or the science behind, you know, our energy systems and chakras and this, that. Like, it wasn't all talk. But it also wasn't all experience because if I would have gone to her house and without explanation, she would have just, you know, I don't know, started leading me through EFT tapping or tried to get me to like do mindfulness for 20 minutes off the bat like if we would have jumped right into experience I think I also would have resisted that totally I would have been like what why are we doing this this is dumb (laughs) so having this combined approach where she combined the science and why behind because she knew I needed that (laughs) it's like uh yeah tell me why mindfulness is helpful tell me what are you talking about with intuition and it's not that all of the stuff that we went through um when i was doing this, you know, continuing ed with her. It's not that everything had, you know, 10 pages worth of research and science behind, but but there's definitely enough there for me to be like, wow, this stuff is legit. Why why would we not use some of these, you know, what i would call simplest of tools, like mindfulness? Why would we not be using them when like mindfulness actually has a ton of research to support and, you know, connecting to breath. So, Anyways, like all of that was enough to get me excited to want to use these tools. And then I loved how then we would practice them and we'd reflect after like, Maria, how'd you feel after that? Well, you know, it was kind of hard to sit there and connect. But one of the earliest intuition exercises we did together, we did two that really distinctly kind of sit in my memory. One felt a little bit more abstract and yet I was surprised that um, it kind of worked And the other thing I think that Emmy taught me that I now kind of do with clients and I also kind of teach and coach people in is that I I appreciated that Emmy would always let me arrive um, to her home where we were doing the sessions and she'd always let me like vent and release and get things off my chest first. So again, it's Mm -hmm. not like we would, I would arrive, I'd be frazzled, you know, I would have just driven like an hour, 20 minutes from Rochester um, and, you know, then At the time, I was in a workplace that I didn't care for or it was just stressful, I should say. So um, it's like I'd be carrying all these things on me and I appreciate that she wasn't like, all right, let's let's get on the table and let's do an intuitive meditative thing. Um, So she always checked in with me. We would kind of do some type of, you know, kind of stress management tool to ground me. And then and only then when I kind of felt ready and more calm, would we maybe do something that was to try to connect to intuition. And so one of the meditations that she led me through, and I'm not sure, Emmy has a YouTube channel. She's got some great meditations that you, guided meditations that you can listen to. I'm not sure if the one that I'm thinking about is on there, but there was one. It's definitely, it's probably in her book. So check out her book. And I promise I'm not being paid to, to promote Emmy's book. I just, I love Emmy and I love her book. So, um, but one of the meditations she led me through was basically like, she her voice was guiding me I calmed, quieted, but then ultimately she said, okay, like as you're laying there, you know, your your inner guide comes out and what do they look like? And You guys are going to laugh, but um, who came to mind for me? And I just imagine this is my, I don't know, inner guru whenever I ask for that. And I'm a visual person, so I can I can vividly create things in my mind and maybe that's not for you. So then maybe you'd want to find a different way to connect. But anyways, um, Yoda. I totally pictured Yoda from Star Wars. And part of it was, I think that my husband and I had just recently started, he was making me watch all the Star Wars movies. Um, but so yeah, I, it's like I, I saw a Yoda and then she would be like, and what is, what are they saying to you? What is the message? And I'm going to be honest, I can't exactly remember what it was, but it was, it was clear. It was short. It was simple, but it was clear. And it might have been something like, you know, you're you're just right where you're supposed to be. Or it might have been, I think at the time, gosh, if I'm getting the timeline right, it might have been when I was really contemplating leaving Mayo Clinic. Um, and that was really hard because I thought that I would be at Mayo forever. It's like, one, it's just it's, it's a hospital medical job. I just thought that's where I'd be. And it's also like, you know, the number one hospital in the nation. So it was really hard making the decision to leave. And you know, that might've been, I know, I know for sure my work with Emmy helped me kind of make that decision. It might've been during this meditation, but anyways, that was one way I connected. I started learning how, um, another way that I started connecting with intuition that Emmy showed me, um, that I liked, um, okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about it and then I'll tell you the disclaimer but okay anyways um she also I think talks about this method in her book and it's that you can make your own intuition cards now you also can like nowadays you know you can purchase them on Amazon too but um you can technically make your own intuition cards and I'll just briefly kind of say what I remembered um but again it's in her book (laughs) um but it was like on a piece of paper you know first I had to be You know, grounded, centered, not frazzled, not whatever. So again, usually we do some mindfulness or breath work or tapping or something before. And then what she recommended is on a sheet of paper, write down, it was either 52 or 54 words. Whatever came to mind, didn't matter what they were. Could have been cup, slipper, book, hope inspiration, sonic. I don't know. I'm in my kid's room recording, so I'm just saying what I see. Um, But any, you you were just supposed to do 52 to 54 words, list them out. Then with those words, then you grab some index cards and you, on one side, you maybe write the word out just as is. Again, your 52 words, one word per index card. And then on the other side, here's where like just depending um, if you're someone where maybe you want to grab a bunch of magazines and now you're going to put like a visual representation of that word on the back side of the card. So if it's cup, you might find a picture of a cup, cut it out. If it's nature, again, you might find a picture of nature and put it on there. Or if you're artsy of any sort, you could also just draw your own images that represent the word. And then um, with your intuition cards, you might have them then kind of like laid out in front of you um, and then you think like, okay, I want to ask a question and then you close your eyes and you pick, I can't remember if it was pick one card, pick two cards, pick three cards, whatever that was. And then just whatever comes up, like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? With the question you asked, why do you think you picked cup? And what does that mean? And again, it might not always mean cup, the literal sense, right? Maybe you ask a question and cup is meant to represent, you know, you have to fill your own cup. And it's a way for you to just start like connecting to what is it that you really want to say or, you know, what is it that you really want by using these cards, and so I remember doing this um, with Emmy and the beauty of it is that I think she just had her own set of cards and typically you might not do that. But anyways, we just, we did an intuitive exercise where I asked a question and I just used her cards um, or or like maybe I had made like 14 cards. So I, we didn't spend time making 52 when I was at her house one time, but we did like 14 of them. Um, anyways, what I remember is when we did this, I pulled a card and it was a turtle. and I was like, turtle, like how does this? And like for me, the turtle meant like you need to slow down, Maria. You need to slow down. You can't do everything at once. You can't go at 100 miles an hour. You need to slow down. And then another card that I pulled was like a bus. And the bus for me represented movement. Like if I slow down, um, I'll actually be able to move farther you know, and make the decisions I need to, but I need to slow down. So that was like an example of where we used cards to connect intuition. And at this point, you might be like either, Maria, you're crazy or, or maybe you're just curious and you want to learn more. Okay. So Those were some early examples of how I started connecting to intuition and how I kind of learned how to make something that, again, 10 years ago, Maria would have thought, this is like, this is just too woo. This is not for me. And how I kind of came around to find my way into intuition and, you know, how I sometimes, especially early on, had to use a tangible thing, right? I had to use like a tangible guided meditation and someone there with me to walk me through it so that I could kind of connect to that inner knowing or using cards to kind of get there. Now, I will say that I can more easily and readily connect to intuition without needing as much promptings, guides, or like a physical thing, like a card in front of me. Although I still enjoy those things, right? Those things are still kind of fun to do or incorporate in my own intuitive practice. But now I will say that like I can be doing, so Friday nights, I try to do like a longer meditation practice just because during the week, what I coach my clients and what I personally use is I do more pause, breathe resets where, you know, during the week it might just look like, Anywhere from one minute to five minutes, maybe 10 minutes tops, but usually not. (laughs) Um, You know, I use my own grounding practices, breathing for shorter periods of time. So then Friday nights, I try to allow myself kind of a longer meditative experience, putting on my meditation music, going to my calm corner, doing some yoga. And it's when I like quiet and I do this, and it might be for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, I find I'm then able to connect to my intuition just like you know and it might be something really small it might just be like it might I might sometimes get a message from my intuition that's kind of like slow down you know you're like you're going too much or I might ask like what am I supposed to do next um, and you know more recently I've having I've been having to connect a little bit more to intuition as far as kind of yeah what to do next either in my business um, and then how that impacts my family. Um, So yeah, sometimes I can do that on my own. And yet sometimes like here in Rochester, um, Southeast Minnesota, there are sometimes like different um, community-led, I don't know whether you want to call them mindfulness experiences or things that people are hosting where if I try to get to one of those. um, And then similarly in that calm, grounded space. Maybe I'm listening to a sound bath. Maybe I'm um, at an experience. So the people that I do Reiki with, they host, they would do these things every now and then or once a month um, doing like a journeying meditation. And so journeying meditation, it's another way that you can kind of connect in with your intuition. So I might go to something like that. So I still have different ways that I might connect to that. And ultimately, it just helps me, I keep saying, it like helps me find my due north. It helps me know where am I going that aligns with my values. And when I start taking steps then in that direction after I've listened to my intuition, it just feels right. But as many of you mentioned, um, if you're not used to listening to intuition or I think what more often happens, maybe you're trying an intuition experience or, you know, you're trying to connect to your intuition and I think you're misconfusing or you might you might hear a message from your inner self or your inner knowing, whatever you want to call it, but then it's like it's there's interference. You're listening to inner critic. You're listening to anxiety. You're listening to fear. Self-doubt is creeping in. And so... It's why it can be so helpful to find a practice, one, not only just for your intuition and how do you do that, but you need to find a way to also look at the other stuff. You cannot keep ignoring limiting beliefs. You can't keep ignoring your inner critic. Because I promise, the more you try to stuff it down, the more you try to ignore, it's like it feels louder inside and you're taking up a lot of energy Literally trying to not focus on it. And yet it's still there. And so um, I know, I know that it's really tough because I've been on this journey. I've looked at a lot of my limiting beliefs, a lot of what, um, you know, different inner child parts needed healing. And I'm still on the journey too. And it's not easy, but it's, it's, tremendously worth it it's so worth it because i feel so much more clear now and like i have a more direct line to my intuition because i have awareness to you know all the other bs around it my inner critic my whatever my anxiety my fear and i have tools to manage those so that then i have this more direct line to intuition and so having both is so helpful okay that is all i have folks um I really enjoyed sharing on this topic, sharing a little bit more about my experience with finding intuition. And please drop your questions below, whatever came up. Um, I have a feeling that we'll be coming back to this um, topic, I'm sure, in future podcast episodes. But also, if you really want to dive in and learn more about how to, I highly recommend Intuitive Development, How to Trust Your Inner Knowing for Guidance with Relationships, Health, and Spirituality um, by Emmy Badness, and it will be linked in the show notes, and I hope you have an awesome day. Well, thank you for joining me on today's episode. I super appreciate you being here. I love connecting and spending time with you. FYI, this podcast comes out with new episodes every Friday and who knows every now and then I might throw in a bonus. If you have a moment, take a minute to leave me a review. Let me know what you loved about the episode. Give me some suggestions on what more you'd like to hear and hit the subscribe button. Have an awesome day. Thank you.